Alright folks, coming to you live Week after week after week Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday Say it with me now Big Game Bob coming to you on the mic Through your headsets, radios, phones Spotify, Apple I, I don't give a fuck as long as you're listening And as always, behind the glass On the ones and twos You're looking at Grace Abraham conducting this train Got some intro music started here That's a big step for us here Put on my Instagram I needed some recommendations on what I should do There's got to be a story behind the intro You know, you just can't throw on anything So I asked the question on what, what people think I should do Some of the responses we got were terrible I have full faith in the brilliantly dumb faithful at all times But my god I got Bon Jovi living on a prayer. You know how many followers or listeners I would lose if I put on Bon Jovi to get this thing started? Somebody said, Don't Stop Believing by Dirty. What is this fucking karaoke night at Saddle Ranch Cafe? I mean, geez, sure, I wouldn't listen to me if you had to start off with Bon Jovi every episode. Nothing against Bon Jovi. God bless the guy, but shit, he's on a podcast type type of singer. Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Yeah, that's what I need. It's got to be meaning behind it. It's got to be a story. Right above it, little Wheezy kicking us off. That's got a story, believe it or not. High school, senior year, 2011, if you will. We throw it back. I was just a young cat. And the student, the student body, student government, whatever it is, they came to me. And they said, Robbie, we're doing this thing, Mr. RHS, Mr. Randolph High School, and you compete, you show your talent, and you see if you win. I was nominated. I said, all right, fuck, what do you want me to do? By the way, Randolph High School, Randolph, New Jersey, shout out, big ups. They said, yeah, we want you to go out there and make people laugh. I said, well, how many people are in this? Eight. Okay, well, are the other seven going to be making people laugh? No, they're going to do whatever talent it is they want to do. You, you go up there, you make people laugh, you try and win this thing. So, all right, fuck it, let's do it. So I was going to go out, I was going to, I decided to do a stand-up bit. So they were going to give me 15 minutes, I was going to come out, I was going to do stand-up. I'm going to make people laugh, all right, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to try and make people laugh. And that's what I came up to, was right above it by Lil Wayne. Just fired me up, I came out of the curtains, just blew the fucking ceiling Off of that high school I just rocked it I did like a spoof On the school And the way that they do things Like the first thing I talked about Was no matter how many times Or what the reason That you went to the nurse's office for They had like a protocol Where they were just always Going to give you They were going to offer you crackers And they were going to take your temperature No matter what you came in for So like freshman year I broke my leg I walk into the nurse's office. They, they, they put the thermometer in your ear where they just, one nurse is talking to you, trying to get your file, and then all of a sudden one nurse just blindside you, shoves one of those ear thermometers up your ear, like two feet into your ear. I'm like, ma'am, why, why are you taking my temperature right now? My leg is fucking broken. You can see the bone, Miss Patterson. You can see it. She goes, yeah, well, it's just protocol. We just got to follow procedure here. 
You might have a fever. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I might have a fever. Bottom line is, my leg's broken. Only reason I may have a fever is because there's 10 pounds of blood rushing through my kneecap right now. So excuse me if, if my forehead's a little nuke warm right now. Okay? If I do have a fever, where do we go from here? Let's get an ambulance in this bitch, please, okay? I'm pale. I'm losing my shit. They're feeding me crackers. It's just no matter what you came in for, that's what they were going to do. Same procedure every single time. And it just so happened, 2011 Randolph High School, they had the hottest, just the most smoking teachers in every department, in every class. So I did a whole bit on like, how are we supposed to succeed academically with this? With, with Betty Big Bangs trying to show me what, what a denominator is, how to do fractions, add them, subtract them, multiply them. But I just rocked the place, if I don't say so myself. Won the whole damn thing. And it was that intro song. It was Little Wheezy getting me all fired up. And I just came out of there like a bat out of hell. But so at the time, my dad was in the stands. Unfortunately, my mom at the time had cancer. So she was going through chemotherapy and she wanted to go to this thing so bad. When she found out I was going to do 15 minutes stand up set in front of everyone, she wanted to go so damn bad. She scratched and clawed. She just couldn't do it by the time it came. So I went back home with my dad and we're all jacked up. Yeah, I just won the thing. It was pretty cool. So we go back. My mom's in her bed and we went upstairs and I said, Dad, you know what we ought to do? I'm just going to rerun the entire bit for mom. Just start it from scratch. We'll just do the exact same thing. So we walked in and we said, Mom, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to run through it again with you. So my dad played the Right Above It song. At that time, I couldn't even tell you what we streamed it through. It might have even been SoundCloud, for all I know. And I actually like walked into her room, and I did the entire set, and she fucking loved it. Just in her bed, cracking up. But anywho, there's a, there's a story behind this, a little meaning to it. Somebody told me that you know there was going to be a story behind Little Wayne and the Brilliantly Dumb show. I would say I, it doesn't really add up, but there's your story right there. So now every single time you're on the Brilliantly Dumb Show, you're going to be tuning into Lil Wayne, my dear friend, friend of the pod. That's another thing I've been doing, by the way. No matter who I meet, who we talk about, I always just say, oh yeah, friend of the pod. You know, that's like a thing on like the big shows, the big big podcasts. It's like, yeah, Mike Trout, big friend of the pod, hit three home runs tonight. So my friend would be like, yeah, my cousin Andrew's coming into town. Oh, Andrew, big friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. No matter who it is. The lady checking me out in Ralph's the other day at the cashier. Friend of the pod. Everybody's a friend of the pod. And in the big pods, everybody's got a friend. Big pods have big pod friends. Adam Sandler's got a movie out. Friend of the podcast, by the way. So that's like, that's my new thing. Friend of the fucking pod. Everybody. Anywho, let's move on. Let's get this thing sharded. <laughs> Great. Great. Grace, throw that in the blooper reel. Uh, but actually, fuck it, keep that. Let's get this thing started, not sharded. Anywho. 
Moving on. Yeah, Grace, I got a Dan Bilzerian segment planned out. Because I just watched another one of this guy's videos on Instagram. He's unbelievable. For those of you older folks listening right now and somehow don't know who Dan Bilzerian is, 26, 28 million followers on Instagram. He's the total bros bro. He's got like an 18-pack on his stomach. He was like a wannabe Navy SEAL. He almost made it. Somehow he's a fucking mega millionaire. Nobody knows how, but nobody really cares. And all he does is just hang out with tens. He's with chicks all day. They just live in... He's got like a $25 million Bel Air mansion. And they just kind of roam around. He's never with a guy. He just These chicks just roam around in bathing suits all day. They go to like the supermarket together. They do everything together. Seriously, imagine being in the produce section of ShopRite. And a gang of... 20 smoking hot chicks in Dan Bilzerian walkthrough. It's like it's just they, they don't leave each other's side and it's just like a rotation of 20. So he gets sick of 20 and then a new 20 comes in. He's got like a 90 by 85 foot size bed, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, he just put out like a video on Instagram. He just threw a rager at the at his mansion all these celebrity comes. I mean, we're talking A-list celebrities. And the thing is, I always watch the videos that he did. They put music in the videos. It's really cool. He promotes, you know, whatever business he's doing that time. And you're just seeing absolute rockets just hanging around him. The problem is he never talks to any guys. So he sits on the couch of his living room while the party's going on. And he's just got the 20 girls surrounding him. So he doesn't talk to anybody else. And nobody's brought up the fact that he's a terrible host. You know? You imagine just squeezing in, squeezing through 20 different sets of ass cheeks. And, hey, Dan, a uh, quick question. Where's the closest bathroom? I got to take a leak. I'm on my third Bud Light and I just got to piss like a racehorse. Could you just direct me to the closest bathroom? He never hangs around anybody else. They circle around him. He was eating an omelet the other day while the party's going on. He had like a tray that was just sitting on his fucking rock of a body. He's a monster, big beard. He's just crushing, <laughs> crushing an avocado omelet. It was egg whites too, that savage. He's a terrible host though. And the 20 girls just go everywhere with them. They have dinner with them, breakfast with them. I always wonder when they go out to dinner, who does the ordering? Does everybody, is it a fixed menu that they do? Does Dan just order, you know, family style and they share? It goes around the table. Do four Caesar salads, four orders of chicken parm. Let's do a 10 of the spaghetti bolognese. And uh, I mean, this guy's out of control. He takes the girls out on, on their quads. He's got like 50 different quads and ATVs, dirt bikes. And he just goes out and just blows shit up. He's a big army guy. So he's got like a rocket launcher attached to his quad and he just buys a house just to blow it up. Yeah, I just bought this house. We're going to blow the shit out of it right now. And then I'm going to go have sex with 12 of the 20 girls that are here right now. 
Like he's just a savage, and you you can't help but follow him. I mean, it's it's quite fascinating. Problem is, you know, you, you walk through work and you you turn on Instagram, and there's just a set of a girl's boobs just bouncing up and down, and she's got like a machine gun in between them. So you gotta like hide the phone real quick. It's like you're watching some side of site, like some type of freakish porno. So, you know, it's not all positives to following Dan Bilzerian. There's some negatives involved with that. A, terrible host. B, not always safe for work. You know, but a fascinating creature. So even if you're 55, 65, 70, and you're listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show right now, go ahead ask your niece, nephew, granddaughters. Say, hey, can you show me Dan Bilzerian's Instagram? You'll be fascinated. At this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he's fantastic. Folks, if you didn't know, it's my honor to tell you that the Willing the Dumb show is brought to you by none other than Windex. Whip it, wipe it, brush it, clean it. I put that shit on everything. Someone said to me the other day, hey, Rob, you know that's Frank's hot sauce slogan? I said, oh, is it? Maybe. It's not Windex slogan, but I'm just telling you, I put that shit on everything. TVs, remotes, floors, windows, doors, ceilings, Windex. I hope, I, I'd love to see where Windex stock has gone thanks to the Brilliantly Dumb show. I heard a guy at Ralph's the other day. I'm in the supermarket all the time. I don't know why. I just like, it's like my routine after the gym, I go to the supermarket so, like, by Thursday of that week, I've already gone four times, three times. So, eventually, I just don't even have anything to buy. I just kind of people watch. One guy asked for a 12-pack of Windex. They only had them, you know, in singles. Just turned to the guy. I was like, fuck yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Moving on. Here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We're recording this thing now on Tuesday. I I made the mistake of not telling the Brilliantly Dumb Faithful that this podcast was going to be delayed a day. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. I woke up. I forgot to just even like put like a notification, let people know on my story. I woke up. I got bombarded. Just blasted. Where the fuck is the podcast, Robbie? I'm on my way to work. Now I got to listen to The Breakfast Club. Like just bombarded. I'll tell you, I, I, I'll take 67,000, whatever followers it is that I got. It really is just chunk change compared to what other people got. Like, everyone compares me to the Bob Menery's page. I don't know why. I, I guess commentary. I, I don't know. But I'll take my 66,000 against Bob Menery's 1.8 million any day of the week. Sounds crazy, but the fans here are loyal. During softball season last year, Cousin Scotty got kicked out of a game for arguing balls and strikes he was pitching. Mind you, this is our softball team, okay? For those of you who don't know how the softball strike zone works, it either hits the mat or it doesn't. There's no arguing balls and strikes, okay? It's like cornhole. This thing, it, it either goes through the circle or it doesn't. There's no middle ground in the in the softball strike zone. We were up 11. I went to go get the whole team chicken nuggets. I thought we had this game just locked up. Cousin Scotty pulled me from shortstop. 
and I did a lot of softball content where I would just take my phone out from shortstop and film. It, it was great. We'll keep it going this year. But anyway, I get back from getting these chicken nuggets for everybody. Cousin Scotty's in the umpire's face about balls and strikes. He was arguing balls and strikes. Finally, umpire Benny had seen enough and just gave, the, gave him the boot. Even before he ejected him, he says, okay, I've seen enough. You're out of here. Cousin Scotty got his money worth. But anyway, that next day on Instagram, we end up losing the game. I told everybody to go to his page and just blast him. He got absolutely bombarded as well. I mean, in the comments, they were just roasting him, and they're harsh, too. Got to the point, I thought he was just going to delete the page, and I didn't blame him. I mean, we were doing it as a joke, but boy, did they come in hot. But I I, I was on the golf course. I'm not going to lie. I got a little sauced up. It was me, Joey Coldcuts. He had the White Claw pants going. Looked like a billboard for White Claw. And then these guys with work we've been playing from, Das Rob, big German fella, as polite as they can be. And then Eric Blatter, call him Big Maple, he's from Canada. Man, can these guys drink. I don't know if it's just an international thing. They laughed at me when I brought the Bud Lights. They just sat down 24 Jägermeisters and we were on our way. I looked over at Das Rob on the six hole and I said, yeah, we're, we're not getting this podcast done today. It's going to have to wait a day. I had a date later that night. Speaking of which, Grace, you know what I want to talk about real quick? When it comes to dates, this was my first date with this gal. Okay? So the first thing I don't like about a first date is when they put the menu down. You never have time to look at the menu because you got to be involved in conversation. You got to show that you could keep the conversation flowing, especially on the first date. Five dates in, I'm scanning that whole menu, top to bottom. But when you're on your first date, you really can't talk while if you're really looking at the menu. So I like to announce, like, hey, just to let you know, you know, I'm going to take a look at the menu for a minute or so. There might be a little bit of a silent pause for a couple minutes while I figure out what I want to get. You know, you never have time to really, the, the waiter comes, I just fucking panicked. You know? You just, you just throw out a random order that you're, you're not really into. I ordered tamales. I haven't had a tamale since <laughs> maybe I was 12 years old. I mean, but the thing, and, and I, I think I speak for all guys on this segment, what really, really grinds my gears, you go on your first date, you know as a guy, you're paying. That's established. You know it. She knows it. The waiter knows it. Everybody knows it. But all I ask is when the check comes out, you give what we like to call the reach on the men's side of things in the burger family. We call the reach. When the check comes out, just show that you have some sort of intention on paying the bill, on splitting it half. Now, I'm going to shut it down right out of the gate. Right when I see you reach, I'll shut it down. Don't worry about that and say, no, 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 I got it, especially day one, but you got to show the reach. If I don't see the reach, we got problems. Whether that reach is going into the purse for the CC, or if that reach is just going to the check just to see what it is, that's fine. Show the reach. My dad called me in the morning. First thing he said to me, he knew I was on a date. Next morning, doesn't even say hello. Just, did you get the reach? Said, no, dad, I didn't. 
I did not get the reach. I said, yep, not for you. If you get the reach, you get the round two. But you got to show some sort of inclination that you came here to dinner expecting that you might have to go halves on this thing. Didn't get the reach. Not sure if we'll be around two. Time will tell. Not on my dad's good side if he didn't get the reach. Anywho, moving on. Everybody's favorite segment, Miss Grace Abraham. If I could just trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's C.S. Bob segment. Every week, week after week, I have you find folks fire in in the DMs. For the Ask Bob segment, anything you want to ask, anything I haven't covered, go ahead and ask Bob. I'll try and get back to you, try and touch it. Whatever topic you need, let's touch on it. First question's coming from Kyle Clark out of good old North Carolina. Kyle Clark, believe it or not, was the guy who filled in the question last week. He's got a bet going against his friend on who could be on the Ask Bob segment first. So, Kyle Clark, you just one-upped your buddy there. Thanks for the support here. Kyle Clark would like to know, Bob, what's your favorite piece of content that you have on your page? Um, like the stuff, Clark. Oh, Somebody asked a similar question with, with Joey Coldcuts last week with the, what was my favorite Joey Coldcuts moment on my page. But for me, I'd say my favorite video I have, and it's way down there. Like you really got to dig deep down to get it. It's my buddy, my, uh, my college roommate, Rob Drexel. We picked up a summer job our freshman year of college. We were like janitors slash like construction type workers at a place called Morris Catholic High School. Okay, so we're in the we're in the cafeteria. They just had us do like janitor type shit. We would sweep. We would, be, you know, do whatever they needed us to do on the football field. We were kind of all over. They paid us a good amount too. And we were in the uh, the cafeteria. I don't know how anybody nobody came in during this time. I look back on the video and I'm like, how were we able to pull this off? We did what we called the janitor Olympics. So we did like old janitor related things and and we timed each other on it. It was like a janitor combine, I think we called it. So you had to like uh you had to like power lift the recycling bin and see how many times you could power lift it in 30 seconds. Then we did like a like a lateral movement through a bunch of different garbage cans. I was like, all right, Rob, you got to be Carlos's time of a 4-8, ready, set, go, wet mop, wet mop, work through it, work through it. So we're taking like a mop through the floor and zigzagging through the garbage cans. Nobody came into the cafeteria. Seriously, imagine being like 15 years old. There's college kids working as janitors at your high school, and you walk into the cafeteria and they're doing a janitor combine. They're zigzagging with a mop in the middle of the cafeteria you just ate at. I don't know how we were able to get away with it, but it was hilarious. There was always the Twix bar section in the vending machine. The Twix always got caught up in the vending machine. So we would purposely order a Twix, and you had to see how fast you could get the Twix down. So we're shaking the shit out of the vending machine, all for the janitor combine. 
I gotta repost it. It's it's truly one of my favorite videos. I have Rob Drexel down at the Jersey Shore right now. Big shout out, big fella. The janitor combine at Morris Catholic High School, without a doubt, best piece of content I have. Or my favorite. Thanks for the question, boss. Moving on. Next question here. Next question here is from Neil Arnett of South Philly. So when they're not slamming down cheesesteaks in South Philly, they are calling in questions to the Brindley Dumb Show. Neil wants to know, hey, Bob, who's your comedic inspiration? You say inspiration, like somebody like I, I, I look up to or, or somebody that I find the funniest. Um, you know, I, I think people are going to think that I'm just saying this because it's the right thing to say and get people to be like, ooh, wow, that's interesting. I would give it to my dad. Like, not even just saying, I, I when I move out of the house at 20, I got 20 years of living with Larry David. I mean, he's just, seriously, I, I want to have him on the podcast so bad. I told my mom and dad, I was like, guys, just want to let you know, I, w- what would you think about, I'm thinking about having you on the podcast, would you want to go? You know, would you want to be on? And my mom was stoked. She was so excited. And then my dad, like, he just doesn't say anything. I'm like, dad, would you, you want to be on? He's like, yeah, you know, Rob, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. I'm like, Dad, what do, you, what do you mean it's not for you? I'm just going to call. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I'll put it on a platter for you. All you got to do is answer. Because, you know, I just I, eh, just don't want people knowing my business. I'm like, well, Dad, I'm not going to give them out your phone number. I just got a couple questions for you. Because I don't know. I don't know. Ask me next week. You know, I, I, I don't want to think about it right now. He He's an absolute riot. But um, as far as... I, I could even give you another guy, not a comedian, but someone I, I really look up to. I just find him fascinating, um, in, I guess, in the comedy department. Howard Stern. I Believe it or not, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts or radio too much. The one guy I'll always tune into every single day is Howard Stern. I just think he's raw. He's... He doesn't give a shit what anybody you know says about him. He's at times he crosses the line and is a bit of a jerk off. But I, I mean the interviews this guy gives are just gold. And he asks questions that everybody else is afraid to ask that nobody wants to ask, but he does it and he does it for his viewers. I mean he he gets pretty raunchy. But it's like the people who who agree to, to go on to a show, they know they're going to get some very personal questions. And it's just not going to be your average questions. It really is. It's, it's fascinating. I heard him the other day. He, I, I was listening to an interview with Ashton Kutcher. And he asked if he's ever thought about cheating on Mila Kunis. Which, like, anybody else, if you ask that, they're walking right out. But he, he, he just he doesn't care. I mean, he asks really interesting questions that you would want to know. He'll be like, you take me through your day-to-day. You know, if, if you walk to the supermarket, what happens? Yeah, a lot Lady Gaga on. I'm not like a huge Lady Gaga guy. You know, I, I, I know her stuff. It was one of the best interviews I've heard. I mean, they just go in-depth about so much. I love Howard Stern. I just like guys who don't ask the, the, the standard questions that you get on interviews. Or like the part of my take guys on Barstool. 
The interview I saw was coming out with Andy Dalton, and you're thinking to yourself, how the hell do you make an interview with Andy Dalton interesting? Yeah? And you would think that they would just ask normal questions like, Andy, what do you think when you you go under center uh, week one? What's it like being an NFL quarterback? Nobody gives a shit. The guy's 7-9 every single year. What do I give a shit about his approach to week one of the NFL season? Give me his week 16 approach because I'll already tell you what their record's going to be. Nobody gives a shit. But they were firing questions at Andy Dalton left and right. And really funny ones, too. They're outside of the box. That's what I like about Howard Stern. PMT guys, great. But yeah, we, we will. It is my mission. We will get my parents on this podcast. And it'll be an absolute beauty. But yeah, my dad, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I know if I want people knowing my business, Rob. It's not for me. So I got I to gotta wait to ask him next week. See, see, see how he's feeling then. I think I may just call in and not, not tell them that they're on the show. Grace, if we could set that up where I just give them, it's like a regular phone call. Because that's, that's all I really need, I think. Anywho. All right, folks, that does it for this week. Again. Very sorry to be coming to you on a Wednesday, but I will say the the response and the anger out of people for not putting this thing up Tuesday was was truly inspiring. I mean, I didn't even think to put, hey, by the way, we're going to be delayed today, and I woke up to just a total nuke bomb. People were pissed, and that's what I love about the Brilliantly Dumb Faithful. Folks, thanks for being with us this week. Promise to bring you another heater next week on Tuesday, of course. Big game Bob on the mic on the ones and twos. You got Grace Ibrahim behind the glass. We will see you next week. Coming in hot for episode 10. Little mini anniversary here. Okay? Special occasion. Episode 10. Bring in the absolute heat. We will see you next week no later than Tuesday. Take care now, folks, and if you see a bottle of Windex, buy 24 of those things. Thank you for listening to The Brilliantly Dumb Show.